Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 50 of the Degenerates Clubhouse. In a world where two degenerates go to a wedding. I, I actually don't have what a... What was uh, the voice? What was the first voice? Because you did I was, two... Uh, I was trying to do movie announcer voice, and I oh. didn't feel like I had it quite right. It was a little bit too gravelly, so I tried to get deeper and more guttural. In a world. There, there's always that um, like bass and rumble to their voice. Mondo, question. Huh? If you, if you, money is no object, but you were going to go to a wedding and look super dapper, like what are you putting on? What's your apparel, your attire? Uh, for sure. I mean, if I'm trying to look impressive. Summer wedding. Summer wedding. <clears throat> is it indoor or outdoor? Both. What? C- ceremony, outdoor, reception, indoor. Tricky, eh? It is. Uh, you know what? Like, <clears throat> like nice slacks, like maybe like khaki slacks and like a lighter but still collared shirt. Like maybe not a long sleeve. Like blazer, no blazer. No, no, no blazer for the outside part. And then maybe, maybe have one like in the you know back of your chair or something, <clears throat> but not wear it when you're outside. And then when you when you go inside, you can put it on if you want to look a little more impressive. Interesting, interesting. So that's I I'm asking because uh, next week I'm going to a wedding. It's going to be just like I said, outdoor ceremony, indoor reception. It's in Minnesota, which hmm. wildly. I, my, I I freak the fuck out. This this is our climate in this country is gone crazy cuckoo. I looked at the temperatures on the various places I've saved my phone. It was seventy degrees in Whittier, California. Uh-huh. Seventy two degrees in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh-huh. Seventy three degrees in Lakewood, Colorado, and eighty eight degrees in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, there's <laughs> been there's been days where like I'll check home and and I'll or I'll call home, talk to my sister, or you know, and it's cooler there than it's it is out here and it's like hotter it's like 100 here and like 85 there or something it's like what the fuck that that'll happen i mean denver does get hot minneapolis being 18 degrees or whatever it was hotter than whittier that blew my mind a little yeah bit. that's not right it's the end of the world as you know it i mean it's gonna be a very slow end of the world but yeah, yeah we're, we're working our way towards it before the world ends though I have to go to this wedding, and we have to do deal breakers. Oh. So I've got my first deal breaker for you. Okay. Mondo, you're at a wedding, and one of the bridesmaids is super hot, and she's flirting with you, but you're not 100% sure that you're not related to her. She doesn't seem to care. Uh, you're you're like, like 70% sure you're not blood-related. I would definitely want to find out if I'm not related before doing like okay, if she's like a cousin's cousin where there's no blood ties, then all game game on. Like hundred percent. She's, she's definitely not a first cousin. Okay. You know that. Cause you know you I'm hope well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> do you know your how many first cousins do you have, brother? Oh, dude. On my just on my dad's side, there's probably or my dad's side there's probably like fifteen to twenty. And Holy then fuck. <laughs> oh and then God. on my mom's side there's probably thirty plus. Like I'm not kidding. I have two. Yeah. No, I, I, we're Mexican, dude. We we bone a lot. I know. I was about to say, of course you would know all your first cousins. And I was like, wait, would you? <laughs> no, no. I, I do know all my first cousins. But if they're like... By name? Yeah. Okay, say say the, say 20 of them. By name. Okay. Uh, just let go, me, quick. Let's start with my dad's side. Uh, let's see. I for, just first names. Edward, Melissa, Anna, Anthony, Valerie, 
shit, Ruben, Monica. Okay, okay, I believe you. Like, they're, dude, I, I have to, like, it takes a while. That's, you know, you have to, yeah. Okay, all right. So, how are you going to investigate? You're just going to go. You know how you start asking, like, people are, like, hey, who, who, who is she? How are, you know, is she someone so-and-so's kid? Or Yeah, but she's, like, following you around right now. She's, like... She's like, oh, because you were a groomsman. She's like, oh, I think we should be bridesmaid and groomsman couple. Then I would just ask her, like, hey, who, who, how are you, are you related? I mean, I would just be direct. Are you related to me? No? Yes? Cool. (laughs) What if she she doesn't know either? (laughs) We got to find out. We got to, like, if she's ready, like, if she's really ready to go, I'm pretty sure she wants to know whether or not we're related to. She doesn't care. (laughs) Oh, no. If she doesn't care, no, I wouldn't. I, I I do I do care like I would want to find out. Okay, so so you're gonna do some investigative sleuthing. Yes, it, this, this this is like the uh, if she's the Mexican a- wedding version of Mori Povich. You are not related. You're yeah. good to bang. Yeah, like if if she got like if she got married into if she she got married into my family. Obviously, there's no blood tie. Then like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're banging. Okay, like she could be my cousin, my first cousin, quote unquote first cousin, but married in. To the family, then I think I think game game is okay. You know, what? I actually I had a, a situation just like you're describing when I was 16. Oh shit! Let's let's move on. <laughs> we'll table that story for another day. All right, Aaron. Yes, she has a six pack and and is more muscular than you. Oh, more muscular than me? Yes. The six pack I don't I don't care about. I mean, so there, there are women who like naturally have a six pack, yeah. and that's fine. Like I. If a woman is just fit and healthy, like I find that attractive. And some women are fit and healthy, and they have a six pack. Like I think that that's attractive. There's some where they're starving themselves so they can have like you know shrunken stomachs, yeah. and it just it doesn't look right. Eh, it's less attractive, not a deal breaker. If she's more muscular than I am, like her thighs are probably time and a half of your thighs, and her how tall is she? She's your height, but she's just so she's she just so she's six feet tall. She's more muscular than I am, and her thighs are, are twice as thick as mine. Yeah. That's just, and that's probably a deal breaker. Like, I, I, it's probably not healthy either. Like, I, I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, as muscular as I once was as an athlete, but still naturally just pretty muscular. Like, she would have to be quite large. Like, yeah, she, she, she's like a power lifter or, she, she or pro- a bodybuilder. She, yeah, she probably does some kind of supplements, not necessarily having to be illegal, but she does some kind of like protein. She, like she does all that shit to be swole. Oh wait, what what type of protein? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, okay, we're back so, on. <laughs> so if it was a beer, so if it was man batter, you would be okay with it. She she, she she's like there's a this study I read in Alternative Bodybuilders Quarterly that says that semen is the ultimate muscular enhancer for women so i mean at least once a day we're gonna we're gonna have to do a blow job i'm like you know what okay like her her 20 inch biceps and and like shredded eight pack not the most attractive to me but you know i'm gonna have to just put those superficial things aside and just do what i have to do for us to be a couple how do you how do you think she got the uh the what do you call these muscles here the, the trapezoids? Yeah, no, your no. yeah, your traps. Trapezius. How, how do you think she got the trapezius muscles? <laughs> yeah, she and you know what? As long as she her, she doesn't have the Adam's apple muscle, we're good to go. No, she's got no Adam's apple. Okay. She's definitely she's definitely a woman. She doesn't have a wiener, um, but she's just yoked. All right, that's no, no facial hair. That is that is a uh, 
a major, major turnoff. But, but we found out under just the right circumstances with uh, a, a crazy article with some dubious but uh, beneficial advice for, for uh, supplement routines. Maybe I'm in. Okay, I got one for you. It's, it's a, a first date with this girl. You know, seems nice. She's attractive, but she tells you, and this is funny because I've had to say this on first dates. I'm like, she tells you, I, I can't sit down. We can do whatever you want, and this is for a completely different reason than I. You know, I, I have had to tell dates, and when you ask why, she says, "Because I had the Brazilian butt implants." Oh, so she's got like fake butt cheeks? Yes. Uh, pat, pass, deal breaker. I don't like. I don't like fake. I don't like fake. Any it, fake tits, it's, fake ass. It's fake. just for it's. It's not permanent that she can never sit down. In her case, she's just recovering from the surgery still. Yeah. No. I. I just. I just. There's. I just don't like. I feel bad for certain. There's like a certain segment of women I feel bad for where they feel like they need to do some extra plastic stuff to fill in. Like I used to work with a female um, orthodontist who like I had bigger tits than she did. And so she got some fake titties because she wanted to feel more like a woman. So it wasn't like, hey, I'm going from B's to D's. It was like, hey, I'm going from a flat chest to getting like A's kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. so that'd be fine. With that's that. that's the exception on that. But like. Like chicks that want to put like fake ass, fake titties, fake lips. Like I'm not into. I'm not into that. It's for me. There's. It's not like a hard like yes or no. It there's some level. Like even plastic surgery. I think there's probably a bunch of people who have had plastic surgery. You just don't really even realize it because it's not anything severe. But especially in facial plastic surgery, I don't want you uh, about you. But there's a point where something about it sets my brain off. Where I'm like, oh, that's not a human face anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. What is going on? Yeah. And yeah, that would that would be a hard. Yeah, one. I think I think like in the, in the example you gave me, if she had if she had like zero ass, like like I don't have an ass, so she had my, an ass similar to mine where it just went straight up and down on her backside, and she wanted to get like a little bit of a butt. I think it'd be okay, but if she went like full on like Brazilian model butt, like okay, now you're doing that because you want to accentuate something in your. I know what you're trying to do. That's no. If you want to just get a little bit of a butt, do some fucking squats. Yeah, yeah, like. Exactly. If somebody is a of a slim build, you're not going to get uh, Kim Kardashian level. This is not going to happen. Yeah. But if you do some squats, you'll get a butt. You'll have to work for it. Okay. My, my turn. Uh, she has served time for more than a few years in jail. For for what? Nonviolent. Okay. So that's then you're okay with it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why not? Like. We don't make mistakes. Yeah, I, I had a... I'm hoping <laughs> she's going to make one <laughs> during our date. When I lived in Bakersfield, there was a cute girl that was like a... Kind of like a parts runner delivery driver for one of our customers. And uh, she had she was a single mom. Cute as fuck. Mm-hmm. Had three kid, three daughters, but she had done time. Like, she had done jail time. I don't know what. I didn't bother to, like, really ask. I did ask her out on a date. And, and she was a no-show on the date. <laughs> Fucking bitch, but yeah, I, I was I was into her because she was cute. I was like, I didn't, I don't really care what you did. Like, if, if she would said I killed someone, it'd be a different. St- she would still be in jail, obviously, if she killed somebody. But it was like, okay, obviously, you did some time. Maybe not. If our, if our fucking jail system. I mean, is she white? She could been oh, yeah, five she, years. She was white and cute. Like I said, she probably could have gotten the right. So yeah, she, if she, she's a cute white woman, she could have killed someone who had been out of jail in like three, four years, probably. Anyway, so you're okay with that? Your turn. Mike, you have to ask me a deal breaker. You go back to her apartment. She tells you that she's got pets. 
and it just turns out to be all reptiles. Like she's got a boa constrictor, some iguanas, and uh, like those. Oh no, that's amphibians. Fine, some little geckos. Sure. No, I'm 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 on I'm bored with that. That's cool. I'm not I'm not afraid. Like if she, it'd be, <clears throat> it'd be kind of weird for me to be slightly uh, intimidated, scared by handling a snake. But if she's like, hey, I'm gonna walk you through this, you little pussy. Like you're gonna hold this whatever. Like I'd be down. Okay, and then. She's like, hey, and just if we're going to do it, I do it, we're going to have sex. The boa constrictor, get, get, he gets to get involved. He gets lonely. Hmm. He really likes, you know, he'll wrap around us. It'll be hot. I'd be okay with that. But it, but look, my butthole is exit only for snake, woman. <laughs> Holy I, I shit. Don't care. I don't care. No. What, it's exit only. Nothing goes in my b-hole. Sorry. Call, call back to last episode. Is it an added turn on if the boa constrictor like chokes her a little bit? Hell yeah! She, she likes that. Oh my god! Wow. Fuck yeah! Double, double yes. I didn't realize Mondo was such a freak. Jesus Man. Christ! <laughs> if, she, if she's into snakes, I'm down. I'll roll with it. Okay, my hey, turn. Hey, hey, you'll roll with it. Get it? Because the snake. Don't worry. Close, close. Not quite there. Almost. Okay. She has another guy's name tattooed on her tits and/or pre- nope. tramp stamp area. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was it. The, the two that I lost you give me are extremely easy. Like, tattoo on the tits, just in general, not particularly think, attractive to me. But wait, hold on. Okay. Hold on. It's not even so much just that she has a tattoo on her tits. It's that she has a tattoo on her tits of another guy's name, yeah. which to me is indicative of just horrible judgment and decision making, yeah. which will surely rear its ugly head in some other phase of the relationship. I'm going to just hit the eject button and pass all the bad decisions that she's going to make while we're together and not get to vo- involved at all. I think I think a simple kind of cutie girly tattoo on her tits is fine, but when they get too graphic or when they take up like too much uh, skin area, it's kind of like, eh. Same with a tramp stamp. Like I, I have dated girls or a girl with a tramp stamp and I should have not ever, ever been in a relationship with her. I should have just... Uh, Saw that as a sign. Yeah. Again, <laughs> More than many t- to me, it's not as much about the attractiveness of the tattoo, more what the tattoo signifies yeah, about yeah. their ability to make good decisions. Correct. And, uh, you know what? You know what? Tramp stamps, that's something entirely different. I, for, for a while, that was a mark of shame. Like, it still poor, is. Poor, I think. poor women with tramp stamps were ridiculed. Out of all the tattoos, though, that's in a place that. You're you're not gonna see if you're wearing normal clothing, uh, just because it became a fad, and then a lot of dumb tramps. Not even <laughs> tramps. I was gonna say drunk girls on fucking spring break got them. It it doesn't mean that every woman that has one is a terrible decision maker. It's a good indicator, though. Eh, maybe I don't know. I tra- tramp stamps. I don't I don't shame as much, but a Guys, yeah, guys name a no. guy's name on a on a place that if you know you're wearing a little bit of a low cut dress would be visible. I'm like, oh no, yeah, no, no, no. There's there's no world which that was a good idea. The only guy's name tattooed on a girl that is acceptable is like if it's her kid's name. Like, what if what if it what if the name was Bill Clinton? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> you're like, wait, oh, what? No. Okay, we're going out until I hear. Yeah, what I want to know the story, the story behind it. Why do you have Bill Clinton's name tattooed? It's like, <laughs> well. Let me tell you about this island I went to. Oh, oh shit. shit. I'm at least, I'm going to be invested in this one date. 
I said that as a joke, and then I realized the probability of some young woman out there having that tattoo is more than zero. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, it's my turn to ask a question, huh? Yeah. Uh, you're on a date. The girl you're dating is just over-the-top extreme with profanity. Like, every sentence has, like, two or three swears in it. Hmm. I might be okay with it, and, and I'll tell you why. Because I... Like I know, like if I want to watch my P's and Q's, I can I can withhold from cursing. But if I'm just like, if I feel kind of comfortable with people, like I tend to drop a lot of f bombs and uh-huh. <laughs> curse words anyway. So if she's dropping like a bunch of curse words, it could just be she just feels like comfortable with me. I don't know. Could it just be that that's worked into the way she speaks. Yeah, I think I again to a, yeah, I think I'd be okay with it to a degree. But like if if I okay, I'll give you this. You're, if I take, you're ordering food and she's like, "I want the fucking salad with the goddamn <laughs> I don't know why I made her southern, yeah. but with the goddamn barbecue ribs, you cunt." Okay. <laughs> the waitress is like, "Whoa." If, if, that, if, the, <laughs> if that was if that was the exact phrase she used when she was ordering her meal, there would not be a second date. She's like, "What? What? And where I come from, cunt is a term of endearment." Yeah. No, there they wouldn't be a second date. Uh, again, I'm okay with cursing because I do it. I do it all the time. But yeah, you know what made me think of that was we, we were playing uh, Overwatch. That's a, a <laughs> multiplayer first-person shooter. And like first game, first second, one of the people on our team does something dumb, and Mondo starts cussing him out. In my head, I'm like, yeah. dude, that could be a 12 year old. I don't that care. You're just f- <laughs> I don't care. Fuck that little kid. How about this? If well, she, if well, she has Mondo, to- Mondo, please rephrase that real quick. No, rephrase that. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Fuck that little kid. I know what you're trying to say, but no, fuck that little kid. I won't fuck that little kid, but fuck that little kid. Okay, uh, if she has Tourette's, then that's another reason why, another, like, way why it would be acceptable. Like, if she just has to, like, the Amy Poehler character in the Deuce Bigelow movie, uh-huh. like, I'd be like, okay, well, she's got a, a, a thing. You know what? Let's let's say she doesn't have Tourette's, but you're just going to tell everyone she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay. Hey, mom, she has Tourette's. Fuck, cut. Bitch, but. And you could, and then you could also tell people, like, you know what? And I think I'm catching it a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. I didn't it's know Tourette's contagious. was contagious. Yeah, yeah, I picked up just a slight, ca- mild case of the Tourette's. All right, I got another one for you. She does not like to give blowjobs. That's fine. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I, I, I mean, I don't either. So, yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't really hold it against her, right? <laughs> yeah, there, there was this one girl that, like. I would I would go down on her. We would do all the other sexy time stuff, and but she just wouldn't go down on me. And like one time, I was kind of like, okay, this is gonna happen, and I kind of felt awkward to like. I was like suggestive, like hey, <laughs> but I felt weird because I like obviously she didn't want to do it on her own. She probably didn't like to do it, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it was yeah, it was destined to not last long. Your turn, sir. You are on a date, okay. And this is at a restaurant. You're on a date at a restaurant. A girl's brought in two of her cats with her in her handbag. She's got like a big oversized handbag. There's two cats in the bag. And they're just chilling. They're pretty well-behaved cats. They're like poking their heads out, looking around. Is this a, is this an everyday occurrence where she takes them out everywhere she goes? Yes. Or, or like she had to bring them with her because they both got like shots or they're like spraying her house for uh, pesticides or something. And so it's the same woman with the trash. She's like, yeah, you know, they were just real lonely. I wanted to take them out on the town. They hadn't they hadn't been to a restaurant in a while. No, there wouldn't be no follow up date. But no. like they're not really causing. And you're sitting outside, so the, the, the restaurant isn't harassing you. 
and the cats are like pretty chill. Okay, like, no, they're just like sitting in the bag, looking around. Are they mewing are, a little bit? I'll, I'll give you another. So, question to that question: Are they on a leash? Because if she leashes, if she leashes her cats, she's definitely fucking crazy. No, they're just in the bag. Okay. Still no. Meow. Still no. Like if, especially if that's like her every day. If that's how they they roll. No. Mondo, why do you hate cats? I don't, I don't hate cats. I, I don't actually. I like cats, and uh, my girlfriend Irina Aldana happens to be a little bit of a cat lady. Um, so that you know, it's it's acceptable to a degree, but the second you put like clothes on them, she, they're not. They don't have clothes. They're or, just in this bag. This big still like canvas handbag. Nah, it, nah. She was like, Mondo, I, I pass. If you had been nice to my my cats, you would have gotten some pussy later, but you missed out. I pass. You cunt. <laughs> it's, it's the same lady. Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus. Uh all right. Uh last one for oh, me. Oh wait, can I can I just before I go I, I, this this was um not not gonna translate as well, but this was a Reddit joke that I saw that I gotta laugh at. It was like the spelling bee just says spell you know seaward as in the boat is headed seaward. Uh, and then it goes contestant. C U N and the judge is like, please stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get it? Because it, I it, get the joke. It sounds like, mm-hmm. like C word, like the like the cunt. Oh, oh, I get it, cunt. All right, last one for me. She doesn't shave her legs and or her, or her armpits. That is a choice I fully support. Uh, live your life. That's uh, a pass. I can't oh, get past that what? one. Yeah, I can't either. I I just I want women to be soft, not soft, <laughs> not not furry, not smooth. That's one where I don't think it is kind of weird. Like women have to put so much fucking work into their grooming and shaving everything, and and I completely understand if they don't want to, and I think that should be their choice. Yeah. And uh, I wish I was enlightened enough to just like get past it. I've actually wondered, like, what the fuck did they do back in you know like the fifteen hundreds or whatever? They just had they just had hairy everything, dude. Right? Like seventies porn had these bitches had huge bushes. And somehow men were okay with it then. So it's not something that – I think it's like a cultural thing that's baked into us. Uh, I wish, I, like I said, I was enlightened enough to overcome that. I am not. Know thyself. I can't even watch porn if the chick's got hairy armpits. Like it's like, ugh, next. You know, she could be completely butt-ass naked, titties dangling and all that. And nah, no hairy pits for me. Sorry. Okay. But you know who might actually have hairy armpits? The women from Florida. Florida man. I'm going to read the article. Snickers satisfies. Florida man arrested after armed robbery of a Snickers bar at Wawa. <laughs> so that, that I'm just going to tell you, first of all, that caught my eye because I was horrified that Wawa, this amazing chain of... So and you've been to Wawa. Yes. You I recall. Love, I love Wawa. That one time, I love Wawa. Wawa, for all of you unenlightened savages who have never been so lucky to be inside of a Wawa is like if you cross like a really cool deli where they've got, you know, they'll make hoagies, which that's, those are subs on the Sandwiches. East Coast. They're, they're, they're like subs, but better. And then they'll also, you know, they'll have like mac and cheese and like all kinds of you know food that you can order kind of like at a deli counter. And then there's also kind of a convenience store akin to a 7-Eleven, much larger, much, much nicer, better appointed, more stuff. It's like Seven Eleven and Subway had sex and had a much better looking baby than the yeah. Two parents. It's like exactly like they got the the best of the genes from both parents. I was horrified to see that this miraculous chain of stores <laughs> is now 
down in Florida for those heathens to abuse, yeah. which they clearly are, because we're about to hear about some psycho who robbed a Wawa for a Snickers bar. Continue. You're not hungry when you're hungry. Snickers satisfies, and one Florida man had to have one. A 49-year-old man threatened a Largo Wawa convenience store employee with a pocket knife to steal a Snickers candy bar, according to Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. Okay, so I'm already I'm I'm profiling this guy. He's 49. He had a pocket knife, so I'm I'm saying I'm assuming he's wearing cargo pants, extremely greasy, probably long, slick black hair. I've got a pocket knife, and I wear cargo pants, shorts sometimes, not pants, shorts. So, but no, I don't have hair. But you you didn't rob no a 7-Eleven for a Snickers bar. So no. that was that was a Important part. Do you do you carry your pocket knife around with you everywhere at work? Because it does fun- have the function of like I could open boxes with it, and it's got pliers, it's got the screwdriver. Oh, it's sure, a, it's a Leatherman. It's not really a, just a knife. Well, I mean, I guess on that, then I carry one too everywhere. Uh, but mine, you hear that jingling? See, that's my keychain. Look, boom! It's a little little guy. Yeah, but yours is just a knife. Mine has multi tools. Okay, you are you're a multi tool yourself, sir. Yep, yes, sir. According to deputies, Eric Sean Minto, 49, entered the store on Walsingham Road. Okay, fuck that name. And asked the store employee for free food. Deputies say when the employee refused, Minto pulled out a pocket knife and pointed it at the employee, saying, Don't make me do something stupid for a Snickers bar. <laughs> According to. <laughs> it's, it's just like the Klondike commercials, but just in Florida version. Yeah. Like, what what would you do for Klondike? Don't make me do something stupid for a Snickers. Oh my God. They need to do that series of commercials in Florida. <laughs> just, just have a Snickers bar and tell Florida people to do the dumbest shit ever. I would buy. I'd buy a Snickers for the first time. I don't eat sugar. I don't eat candy. I like Snickers. I would buy a Snickers if they did that. Snickers, contact us. Get your ad people in touch. Word. We'll give you some ideas. I, I eat. I eat Snickers. Snickers is well. Snickers is the only chocolate I will never refuse. Moving on. According to the arrest affidavit, the store employee handed Minto a Snickers, fearing for his life. Deputies say that Minto then left the store and left the Snickers on the counter. Deputies located Minto and he explained to deputies he was trying to barter the knife for the chocolate sensation. (laughs) (laughs) Minto was arrested and charged with robbery with a deadly weapon. He's being held at the Pinellas County Jail on a $10,000 bail. Holy shit. All for that for a fucking Snickers bar. But wait, he didn't even take it. No. He left it. I would have just eaten it. And at at that point... You know, look, don't pull out a knife. Just fucking eat it in the aisle. And the next thing you do, get a little fucking ticket for stealing a 50 cents Snicker bar. Do do you think there's any chance this guy was telling the truth? Because he didn't take the Snickers. Mm. Detective Mondo, we're on the case. Like, like, as in, as in, do I believe his story that he was telling the cops that he he was was trying trying to barter it? No, there's cameras. There's cameras in there. The cameras probably caught the motherfucker pulling the knife out and being like, bitch, give me a Snicker bar. But then why didn't he take it? Because he's an idiot. He's not. He he's trying to sneal, He's trying to uh, mug somebody for a Snickers bar. He's not very smart to begin with. This is the other part I don't understand. Right? I've I've been to Wawa's. It's not like they're, it's not like they're keeping the Snickers bar behind a glass case. Yeah. You know, in back of the register, they're in an aisle. You could just walk up. Take it, put it in your pocket, and leave. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he could have even just, like, fucking opened it up in the aisle, ate it, and then left. And then, yeah, maybe they catch him. The worst thing they knew is to give him a ticket or fine him for the cost of a Snickers bar. Big fucking what? But he pulled the fucking little knife out. Now he's going to probably do jail time. That's what I'm saying. Maybe he really was trying to barter it. And he's just not yeah. the most... Uh, he's not great at, at 
communicating with people. He was trying to show them that it had a sharp blade. It had a lot of maybe he was you know wanted to get ten stickers bars, so he was trying to show them all uh, all the multi tools in his pocket knife. Sure, he's like, see, I got. I got multi-tools. Your little pocket knife only has a blade. Yeah. That's for fucking pussies. And he's like, just kind of like incoherent and shouting. I like um, how you add, I like how you add that I said, that's for fucking pussies. Like, I, No, that's what he said. Oh, okay. That's what you thought. That was your, no. that's what you intoned, but that's what he actually said. No, no, no. I was trying to disprove that because you, you, you let off with the whole cargo pants and pocket knife and. Oh, you get offended. Yeah. So I was trying to go, hey, wait a minute. Mine's functional. Yours is a little bitch tool anyway <laughs> so, so for, first of all one this is extremely functional the reason i don't need multi-tools on my 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 pocket knife is because i have real tools yeah but i have a can't... toolbox I, I have like actual like power tools that can do something do you carry your tools everywhere you go no but see the there reason but Boom. I, but i've got them everywhere i would need to do work i have the pocket knife if uh you know i'm getting lumber and they're strapped together and i just need to cut that apart if i need to open a box like everything i would need a pocket knife to do this does and then if i need to do like you know real man's work like a fucking man i use real tools i don't use a tiny little pocket knife (laughs) oh jesus that's christ that's funny moving on Oh, Jesus. I couldn't come up with a good uh, transition moving on to ask reddit where we asked the wonderful world reddit we find out what they think about certain uh, subjects. Uh, Aaron, uh-huh. Reddit, Reddit wants to know, what is the worst twist in TV history? That is a great question. Um, I hope we don't come up with the same one. Well, it's funny because I – probably not. Um, okay. Because the the show that immediately came to mind, it's not really a twist. It was lost. There are all these things that oh, came okay. up where there was like, it's a smoke monster. And I'm like, oh, there's going to be a crazy twist. And then they just sort of forgot about it. Yeah. So there never were twists. They kept setting up twists and they never had them. So, so let me, let me, if it sounds like you've got one, yeah, so, you, so you, it was, you go it was, first. It was definitely the lack of, I saw, yeah, I agree with you on the loss and that wasn't my example, but I agree with you that the, that lost had lack of twists. You were expecting big payoffs mm-hmm. and it just never paid off, including the whole like ending of the show was like, what? Like, I couldn't even rewatch the ending because I still don't know what the fuck is going on. Like they're all dead. They're all, like, I don't get it. Fuck, fuck lost. God damn it. Piece of shit. So, so what was yours? Um, the worst twist in TV history for me, the Red Wedding, dude. Game of Thrones. Oh, Red that was Wedding. incredible. But it wasn't like a good one. It wasn't like a good twist where I felt like, oh, that's a cool, awesome thing happened. Awesome. I didn't expect that. It was more like, oh, fuck this. I want to punch the TV. I want to like throw something to the TV. Oh, that is how I felt too. But objectively, it was an incredible twist, right? Because yeah. it was set up. It completely fit with the characters, the way that they function, their worldviews, everything. It established that, oh, there's always consequences. I mean, we kind of knew that from the first season. Yeah. But that was when it really hit. Because, yeah, you can't you can't fuck over old crotchety men like Walt DeFrey who bear grudges. Like, you just can't do it. Like, it's going to come back to you. So when it happened, I was like, oh, no, how did we not see this coming? Of course and it was just because you thought, okay, well, they're not like this is the happy end of the season. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna yeah. fucking kill everybody. Yeah, and they did. Fuckers. I think without that scene, though, without that whole, 
whatever you want to call it, montage, whatever event happening, it wouldn't make it wouldn't have made the show as powerful. Like it just that's that that made the entire thing like that much more like oh shit. Now I got to keep watching to see how the fuck these guys revenge them or whatever. Oh oh I fi- I, I remember what my worst twist is. Okay. It there was a, there was a show that started off miraculous, wonderful show called How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Chronicle the the sort of adventures and misadventures of these at the, at the beginning twenty somethings in New York, and the whole premise of the show is the main character Ted Mosby has decided he wants to settle down. He wants a long term relationship, and he's trying to navigate the dating world and everything uh, in New York. The show broke down because they gave the Ted the Ted Mosby the main character way too good of a job. He was an architect, and so it was like, oh, if you're a single guy in New York with a good paying job like an architect like you will find a woman that's one of the few places where I think men have an easier time than women so like he becomes more and more of a douchebag and the the twist at the end is you go through I think it was like nine seasons of watching him fuck up relationships and and screw up dates and all these things you get to the end and he finally meets uh the mother and then she just dies and you find out that the whole thing is him asking his kids if he can go after one of the other characters from the show, like after the mom's dead, and you're like, what the fuck? Are you oh. serious? This whole journey. Yeah. And he, he, you didn't learn anything, Ted. You learned nothing. Fuck you, How I Met Your Mother writers. Never saw the show, but... It, it was good for two seasons, and then it got progressively worse. The payoff was so disappointing for so many people. All right, some of the answers on Reddit... Floor pl- 4 plus 20 makes me happy is the username. Writes, St. Elsewhere, the entire series and all the characters are revealed in the final episode to be figments of an autistic boy's imagination. Oh, no. While looking at a snow globe. Never saw that show. Um, another answer. Uh, user, Birdopotamus. Holy shit. Dallas brought Bobby Ewing back by saying the previous season was all a dream. Uh, that sounds like kind of a shitty thing to do to your your uh, followers adventurous underscore yak underscore nine two three four says principal skinner not being the real skinner you remember that in the simpsons no i don't either Hmm. i didn't watch the simpsons that much though i i I watched them when i was a kid and i kind of grew out of it i have a cousin that still watches he probably knows exactly the whole uh story behind that i'll have to ask him User Kinshin Nesto 1988 says, probably the time a serial killer was in a game back in 1978 called The Dating Game, and he won. LOL. That was a big twist. LOL. The best, man. I'm still mad about How I Met Your Mother. I'm thinking back about all these great episodes and then how shitty they turned out. One of the one of the best episodes was, it was just Ted waking up in bed with a, a, a hot woman. He doesn't know her name. He doesn't remember how he got there, and there's a pineapple. And so it's sort of like an unfolding mystery of like what happened hmm. and also where the pineapple came from. <laughs> Last one I'll read, uh, user wetlettuce 42 writes, when Bran, the most useless, worthless character in the entire show, becomes king oh, and bad. not the fucking heir to the throne, it was a load of bullshit. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know what he's talking about because season eight of, how, of Game of Thrones didn't happen. Oh. That's just this collective hallucination that all these people have. That's not a real thing. Yeah, makes sense. Um, it, although, although, Mondo, do you wonder if that actually was supposed to be the ending as per George R. R. Martin envisioned it? And then he was like writing the books towards that ending and there was such a backlash where he's like, oh no, I fucked up. 
<laughs> Reverse course, revisions. <laughs> it wasn't Bran. He could do that because there's a lot of stuff in the books that don't actually ha- follow exactly how the show, or vice versa, I should say. The, the show didn't actually follow the way the books written uh, played out. So he has to finish the last two books. So you never know. He might say, fuck this, fuck what those guys did, George D. whatever, D.B. Weiss, whatever those fucking assholes name are. They ruined the show. They ruined my book. I'm going to go a different direction with the story. I hope he does that. It's been 10 plus years yeah. since he came out with the book. Anyhow. Fucking guy. Um, so that was it for Reddit. Uh, new on Netflix. I've got a title for you, Aaron. Hopefully you can run with this. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> Cat Lady, 40-Year-Old Virgin Part 2. Oh, my. <laughs> so there's an inherent difficulty in making 40-Year-Old Virgin Part 2 with a cat lady, right? Because uh, if if a, a, a man... Was is very awkward and weird and doesn't have social skills and you know Steve, Steve Carell especially uh, in Forty Year Old Virgin pretty pretty good looking guy right eh, okay Ab- above average or average uh, sure wow Mondo Mondo is very stingy yeah. with compliments to men uh-huh. and women okay so you, so you're just you're just a dark bitter person in your heart that's okay sure so my my point was if a man uh, of Steve Carell's relative attractiveness is trying to have sex. And is very awkward and doesn't know how to navigate social situations. That actually might be kind of difficult. If a woman is at the same level as, of attractiveness as Steve Carell, and her goal is to have sex, it's not that difficult. Yeah, true. So, so there has to be some sort of crux of it, right? It, it and this is this is what I I thought was very smart about this show. The crux here is that the forty-year-old virgin, uh, aka Cat Lady who's played by Anna Faris because they're like, oh, we need to get someone who, yeah, who's about 40 and is like kind of hot, but also uh, could be believably crazy and a little bit of a shut in. Um, and I was like, I was like, oh, who else could it be? Anna Faris, right? Mm. Anna Faris of uh, scary movie fame. I mean, like the first movie that, that that woman ever made, she was shot onto a ceiling by a giant stream of jizz. I mean, she she will be up for anything. But the 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 sort of the the crux of this movie is that she was one of those like little girls who was in love with like you know the the teen actor, and she's like she's so he's so hot. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my virginity to him. And most girls grow up and they're like, oh, I need to lower my expectations a lot. <laughs> like, and then they find someone who's not the hot teen actor, and they have sex and they have babies with them and they move on with their lives. She didn't. She's like, no, I'm going to bang the hot actor. That's going to be my, my first time. And so this whole whole time since she's been 16, it's been you know, figuratively building up. And then there's also there's sort of a literal build up as well. And, uh, and she's just been sort of scheming and getting more and more removed by society. She's become a Twitch streamer. She's, Wait, who's the... Who's the, who's the- Who's the guy she's all in madly in love with? Okay, and this is this is the tricky part, right? Because in real life, Anna Ferris married Chris Pine. Or sorry, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. And yeah, it's 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 a little bit confusing to keep all the different Chris's straight, right? Uh-huh. So she married Chris Pratt. Granted, she married him when he was more like the slow, schlubby uh, Parks and Rec Chris Pratt, not Guardians of the Galaxy, uh Jurassic Park Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. But she was able to bag a, one of the Chris's. So I was like, okay, we have to go significantly higher on the the Chris hotness scale 
right? So I was like, I was like, could she get a Chris Pine? Yeah, probably, maybe, maybe. That's actually probably in her real wheelhouse. Uh, Chris um, Evans, ooh, that might be. He's very charismatic. He's good looking. He's got America's ass, right? Oh, I was like, who's Chris Evans? Chris Evans, that gotcha, was Captain yeah. America. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. And I was like, but what would be the one completely out of her reach? I was like, oh, let's. And then when they were casting it, they were like, we need to give more good comedic roles to Chris Hemsworth. Oh, Because okay. they saw his work in Thor Ragnarok, and they're like, <laughs> we need to give him good roles, right? So he 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 is the the uh, the actor, and this whole movie it's kind of has a, a Sarah Marshall vibe where they're on. Uh, location at a movie where they're shooting in Hawaii. She she's heard that they're filming in Hawaii. She's bought a one way ticket to Hawaii. She's also bringing three of her cats that travel around with her in oh, her handbag. Mondo, nope. Surprise! That date you could have you could have been going out with Anna Ferris and you fucking turned her down. Nope. She's she's got that that uh, Jurassic World divorce settlement money. You could have been living. Life large as a house husband taking care of Anna and her son and her three cats, but no, you turned her down because you're dark and wicked in your heart. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and then and then the 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 part that I do like about this because the way these movies has, in the past have always played out, it's like the the girl going for the hot guy and her best friend's helping her, and then she realizes, oh no, like I really had the best friend all along who's the person I really cared for. Mm-hmm. Anna Ferris is like, fuck that. <laughs> I am banging Chris Hemsworth. This is going to happen. And uh, the best friend though is played by Michael Sarah because I don't know what the fuck happened to that guy. He needed he needed to make a comeback role. So he's like, I will accept the best friend uh, character. And my favorite scene is when they're, they're in a bar and this has been done a lot of times from the other perspective, but like he's trying to teach her how to hit on guys. <laughs> like cause she doesn't know she's just been streaming twitch with her cats cu- cussing up a storm she's every woman from our deal breakers thing she she she's a uh an overwatch streamer and she's just cusses little kids out left and right she's like you little motherfucker i was gonna you know and like so and, and he and so uh, michael sarah is is in this hotel bar teaching on affairs um how, how to uh hit on guys and she so he's like all right step one you go up to them. She's like, okay. Step two, you say, do you want to go back to my room? She's like, okay. And then there's a long pause. He's like, no, that's it. That is all you have to do. <laughs> like, you go up to them, you say, hi, do you want to go back to my room? And, and she's like, that's going to work? And see, women, I'm going to give you a real tip. If uh, if you're chasing uh, the Chris Hemsworth of the world, it's not working out, you just got to lower your expectations a yeah, little bit. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know? There, there, there was a a Bo Burnham song. I, I uh, said one of his jokes last episode, where I believe the lyric goes, "If you want love, just pick a guy and love him. And if he has a thing for feet, say fuck it, sweep me off them." Got it. So it's like, yeah, man. Like you may, you might not uh, be able to to bag the uh, the top tier Chris of the Marvel world. You might have to settle for a Chris Pratt or or. Uh, I was gonna say Chris Pine, but no, like Chris Pine's still pretty hot. Um, but in this case, in this movie, I, I admire the determination of Anna Ferris's character, where she's like, "Fuck it, I'm not settling." And uh, you know, so I don't want to spoil it. if she she gets with him. You're gonna have to watch it. <laughs> I I give it four out of six shaved Siamese cats. 
That's my rating. That's my star system. What? Shaved Siamese cats? Yeah, one of one of her, her cats is shaved. You know okay. those hairless cats? Yeah, no, I get it. But hold on. I'm trying to understand the rating system. So it's, six out of six means great? Yeah. In, in, in cat lady terms, it's amazing. Oh. But why six? We're not like ten, like normal people. I don't know. <laughs> You're thinking about it way ni- too much. Or nine, because cats have nine lives. Never mind. Okay, moving on. Mondo, you know how much I thought about it? Zero. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> So, so the real show that I I caught on on uh, on my less than legal ways of uh, finding the show, uh, Aaron hasn't seen it, but it's called Reservation Dogs. Oh, I did see that title. Yeah. I'm familiar with the premise. Okay. Uh, so I, I do have questions. Sure. So I'm um, just really quick. The the name is a play off of uh, Reservoir Dog Dogs. I just sound a New New Yorkian. I fucked that up. Big time. Dogs. Yeah, dogs. Uh, it's called Reservation Dogs, a play on uh, Reservoir do- Dogs. I almost said do it again. Want, here, let me say it for you. It's you, you. Listen, you're going to say the first part of the sentence, and then I'll just say the name of the, of, of the thing that it's a play on. I think, say, say it again. I, I it's a play on Reservation no, Dogs. No, no, no. no, no. I, I've got it. Reservation Dogs, and you say it's a play on, and then leave a blank. A, I'll do it. It's a play on Reservoir Dogs. Okay. There you reservoir. Go. I think the term reservoir and dogs, dogs together makes me want to say dogs. I don't know why. Anyway, it's a play on the, the words, but it has actually zero ties to the show, with the exception of like the last final scene of the first episode, and I won't spoil it, but uh, questions. What, do you, what questions do you have? Okay, well, so, so first of all, I understand that the, the basic premise is it's a comedy, correct? Yes. Is it like what type of comedy? Dark comedy, light comedy? No, it's kind of a coming of age comedy about four kids living in, in a Native American reservation. Right. So, uh, like, what's, what's the tone of the show, though? It's definitely light, lighthearted, funny, comedic. There are some kind of small, subtle, like, kind of more serious undertones of it. No, I mean, so do they touch on Because. From my understanding, uh, you know, Indian casinos aside, like life on the res is not always great. There are pretty high incidences yeah. of drugs and alcoholism. Do they touch on any of that or very mildly? And, and I'll tell you why. It is co-written and also produced by Taika Waititi. Oh, okay. So if you didn't know that, you're aware of kind of his style of Got humor. Got it. That makes sense. So so, so, so it's it ver- like very lighthearted, but there's sort of like a fucked up yes. undertone. He he's able to turn because I mean this is a guy that did uh, Jojo Rabbit, and he turned he made Hitler kind of comedic. So this is kind of Taika Waititi's um, forte is to take something that's kind of supposed to be serious, naturally a little more dark, but kind of put a lighter spin on it. Did, did you like uh, Jojo Rabbit? I did. I loved it. It was great. Have you seen Hunt for the Wilder People? I I do. It's for a while I was watching that on YouTube every day because it's on YouTube movies for free. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a fucking fantastic movie. So so I can't uh, give a recommendation for this for Reservoir. Or sorry, Reservation Dogs. I must <laughs> say the wrong one. Reservation Dogs. But I definitely recommend Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. Um. So the the one thing though that. Uh, led me to not watching that because I saw that that uh, that show pop up and I was like oh that's great but it's it's episodic correct it's not a yes so, so did that detract from your enjoyment of it at all no not at all not at all it does have it does have a uh, um, it does have a plot you need to kind of sort of follow like it just the the story progresses from episode to episode 
but is it in that kind of that sitcom? So, so the same, the same way when I, you know, referenced How I Met Your Mother, that was also an episodic show where it's like, oh, we have the pineapple episode, we have the legendary episode, but and it's like all kind of working towards this ongoing story of him meeting his mother, but they're each self-contained little yeah. episodes. Yeah, this is somewhat like that. The the I this, so the big payoff, and I haven't seen. There's only I've only seen like three episodes, so I can't I can't feasibly ruin it. I don't know what's going to happen. But the idea is the kind of the beginning premise of the story is that these four kids living in a re- <clears throat> Native American reservation, and they're trying to raise money to basically leave the reservation. Like they want to go to California. Like they just want to leave. They want to go somewhere else, the the land of uh, milk and honey, so to speak. And so, in order to get the money to leave, they're doing a bunch of little petty crimes, and that's all I'm going to say. Taika Waititi, like you mentioned, uh, is, is he in it? No, not yet. I don't know. Not not in the episodes I've seen. So, Taika Waititi, like in uh, Hunt for Wilder People, he he does very he does in a respectful way play a little kind of subtle homage to the um, the Aborigines in uh, wherever the fuck he's from. Uh, New Zealand or Australia. I always confuse the two. Does the same thing, but also does a, like a comedic spin off of it. Same thing with Jojo Rabbit. Like he takes a very dark, obviously, part of history. Hitler and a kid in uh, 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 the youth camp in Hitler in uh, Nazi Germany. But he makes it a funny thing. In this, in this sh- series, he's obviously not Native American, I don't think, unless he's part Native. He, he does pay respect to the Native um, culture. But also makes fun of some of the things, like in light of them be- being in a native culture. Like he does reference alcohol and alcoholism, but like in a, in a in a funny way. Same thing with the whole casino thing, and, and there's a bunch of stuff. Like Bobby Lee's in one episode, play a very small part, but funny as fuck. Um, I'm forgetting uh, the name of this other actor, comedic actor, also funny in it. But dude, it's a very good show. I recommend it if you like to watch something. Um, that uh, has like a little bit of a coming of age part and it's also humorous. It reminds me of like a, what could be a modern day, almost um, uh, stand by me where there's like four kids for, you know, four friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you weren't gonna, no, you're gonna break into song. Like nope. That? Not today, but uh reservation dogs. It's on Hulu. I believe, uh, yeah, it's only they've only released four or five episodes so far. I have to catch up on the last couple, but funny. I I, I enjoyed it. I didn't know what to expect, so it caught me off guard. I didn't even know Taika Waititi was affiliated with it at all. I just kind of saw the general premise. I was like, huh, worth the watch, and I I I found myself enjoying it quite a bit. So I recommend that one. Nor did I. That's you know that's good. I, that seems like this is the sort of project though that Taika Waititi actually wants to make. Mm-hmm. Um. He, I believe, so one, he's he's definitely from New Zealand, and I believe he's Maori, which is, that's kind of like one of the island, you know, uh, Pacific Island tribes, sure. I think. Um, but, yeah, there was, <laughs> there, there was one, uh, a, a, a promotion for something Ryan, Ryan Reynolds was doing. Oh, it's for his new movie, Free Guy. Okay. I'm going somewhere with this. And it was, it was Deadpool and Korg react to the trailer for Free Guy. So, hmm. and it's just, it, Ryan Reynolds, I think, has been given the green light to promote his movies however the fuck he wants. I think when he signs a contract, in the contract is, oh, I get to do whatever I want with the promotion and yeah. make stupid crossover things and everything. So it, it's, it's, um, 
the two of them just watching the free guy trailer there's like all kinds of meta stuff going on but at the end uh Taika Waititi voicing Korg has this monologue about how you how you make it uh, in Hollywood and it was it was hilarious. hilarious. This whole thing about it. it's like it's like yeah, you go and you climb the mountain, and you, then you fall down the mountain, and you climb back up, and when you get to the top of the mountain, you realize that none of your dreams are ever going to come true. You fall back to the bottom of the mountain, and then uh, your agent calls you and says, "You want to direct a Marvel movie?" <laughs> it was something like that, and, and and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like it was funny, but I'm like, "Oh, I think this is actually also what happened to him." Yeah, because um, he it seems like he does want to make these sort of free-spirited movies and sh- and and uh, shows that are funny but also have some heart and are kind of saying something. Yeah. And then they gave him a Marvel movie and he's like, well, all right, I might as well do this. But he st- <laughs> but you know what? He still managed to pull off some of that, uh, like some of his comedic spin stuff on the in the Thor movie he uh, directed. Like he did manage to kind of – it was Taika Waititi. It was his movie, but it was a Marvel movie. For sure. Movie. Uh, well, and that's that's. Uh, I, I remember this from a roast. This is actually the roast of James Franco, one of my favorite roasts of all time, because it was mostly his friends doing it, and whoever was roasting was like, "Yeah, there's this this saying in Hollywood, right? You got to do one picture for them, and you got to do one picture, you know, for me, right? Meaning you do yeah. the the big budget, like uh, corporate. We're gonna make a bunch of money movie, and then you get to do the little passion project. And they're like, "But not our guy, James Franco. Not James Franco. <laughs> His room is we're gonna do one picture for them and five for nobody." <laughs> yeah, pretty accurate. Because uh, yeah, James Franco is an odd guy and possibly a harasser of women. He's a good-looking guy. The likelihood of him actually pu- harassing chicks, I don't think is. I think it's. Uh, he's weird and creepy enough where he might have done it I think it's spurned chicks that whatever anyway another but you know who wouldn't harass women Taika Waititi (laughs) no because he's a gentle kind soul Uh, anyway that was uh, all I've got for the episode anything you want to add sir yeah I'm reading a book I've done that before I'll probably read more books in the future but the current one I'm reading is called The Night Circus and it was uh, recommended to me by our mutual friend Robin Kashahara via oh her name's not Kashahara anymore what what is her name now Brandon Hoff Brandon Hoff Brandon Hoff or well, Brandon Hoff something that's there. a lot easier to say for me because I'm white it was recommended by our friend Robin I should have stopped there that would have been a lot simpler and I'm enjoying it a lot it it is a very surreal book the narrative thread a little bit tricky to follow sometimes hopefully it's going somewhere it's long it's 700 pages I'm about 400 through and uh, I, I co-sign in that recommendation. If someone wants a very tight, plot-driven, uh, realistic story, this would be a hard pass from them. But if you want something in the fantasy genre that's very, very different, very surreal, has a lot of cool imagery, and uh, it's almost like feels like you're you're stepping into the written version of a Salvador Dali painting, this would be a good one for you. Hmm. I don't think you'd like it, Mondo. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Uh, I went to the casino yesterday. I went to Blackhawk. You went to Blackhawk? <laughs> I did. I went to Blackhawk. Uh, you know, uh, totally like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to take all these old people's money because fuck them. They don't know what they're doing. And I lost 200 bucks in like an hour. Playing what? Poker? Texas Hold'em. Uh, yeah. That that was actually one. Um, I don't think we could do it for 50 bucks. But I I got, you know, one of the the 
social media ads where it's like, you could rent a room at this place. And it, was, it turned out to be a casino in, uh, I don't know if it was Blackhawk, but yeah, probably one of those areas where you're like, you could rent super nice rooms for like, it wasn't much. It was like the crazy penthouse suite was like $160, $170. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, that might be fun just to, you know, just for uh, a night, just get like a super fancy room, just fuck around. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't gamble a ton. Yeah, I wanted to play a tournament. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But when I got up there, being that it was a Saturday, the only tournament going was a $500 plus buy-in. I was mm. like, I am not going to do no. that. I'll just sit in a cash game. And I did well. I was up 100 bucks at a certain point. And then by the end of the hour, two hours, however long I was there, uh, old people kept, they just chase. I don't. Mm-hmm. They just chase. Yeah, you can't. <sighs> cash game, like, I don't have enough money to yeah. play the level of cash games where it's viable because low level cash games exactly there's gonna be people just fucking throwing away money like runner stupid. runner chase shit like yeah i don't want to i'm not gonna talk about poker hands that happen it's well, just, listeners aren't gonna be entertained by that but it was just horrible horrible poker play on their part but they had the cash to just play stupid you know uh on in tournaments it's similar particularly lower buy-in tournaments there's just gonna be people doing dumb stuff but usually in tournaments at least you can kind of like at least for me, I, I can sit there and say, okay, these are the three complete idiots at the table. Yeah, I'm going to have to make sure that I have an incredible hand if I get involved with them. And you know what the saddest part? I would love to, uh, you know, COVID notwithstanding, I would love to be able to play in some poker tournaments at Blackhawk just for fun. I cannot sit down long enough. Yeah, It would be real f- I would have to have... Uh, <laughs> like a, a table where I could just stand at it the whole time, and even that wouldn't be fun. So no, no tournaments for me for a while. All right, you well, know, and it's because as soon as these fucking ass implants heal, <laughs> then <laughs> I can I can play poker again. Uh, that's it for this episode, this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we will talk to you guys. Shit, I don't know when we're gonna talk to you guys. We may not have an episode for the next couple weeks. You know, we gotta fi- we gotta figure out. Uh, sometime this week, just to record a quick one, I think. Okay. Well, anyways, I can, I can edit it too, just so we get we get one up. All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye bye. Adios. Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.